You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Well, hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We are so thankful you have joined us today, and we know that you missed us. After last week, we took a one-week break. Uh, The first one-week break we've taken. Yes. For the 4th of July week, because we figured nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> Everybody's out on the water. Uh, but we're so thankful you joined us today. We're kicking off a three-part uh, series talking about the intersection of faith and the community. And we, uh, this week and the next few weeks, we have some special guests who are joining us. And today we are so thankful because we have Mr. Niceville, Mayor Dan Hinkle, joining us today. So how you doing, Dan? I'm doing well, and thank you for asking me to be here. We're so glad you're here, and also in the room, of course, is uh, James Ross, his lead pastor here at Church on Bay Shore. You doing all right, buddy? I'm good. We're wearing shorts. Can they see this if they're watching? They can, if they're watching, they can see like our knees. Probably. Okay. So okay. Um, yeah. Then then we're we're it's July. It's we're July. It's July, and I'm wearing a hoodie because my Niceville shirt was dirty. We we're both rocking some Niceville gear. Yes. Uh, and my shirt was dirty, and, and he is the face of Niceville, so he right. doesn't, have he doesn't a need gear. a shirt everywhere he goes. We were like, Mr. Niceville. <laughs> oh, but we uh, today wanted uh, to invite you, Dan, uh, to just share a little bit about um, your role as mayor, uh, how you got into politics, because that's, you know, you were in the military <laughs> before that. And uh, we want to just talk to you a little bit about that and really the intersection of, of how your faith uh, informs how you lead. Uh, and really just your role uh, and vision as as a leader in our community. So we just want to start right off by asking you, how did you get here? How did you first get involved in politics? Well, <laughs> interesting question you asked, Justin. The uh, I've always been interested in politics from my college days and through my military career and so forth. Uh, you and know. you have a very, you have a politician voice too when you talk. You have that. <laughs> no, just kidding. I mean that in a positive way. There you go. <laughs> So, you didn't mean you're a liar, just to be clear. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't mean I was a liar, okay? <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I always had this interest, and uh, I retired from the Air Force back in 2007. And I had been retired about three months, maybe four, when uh, one of the council members on the Niceville City Council passed away, and they announced that they were going to have a special election. So I went into uh, City Hall, and I went in actually trying to find out more information about running for city council and whether that was something I wanted to do. So I was talking to uh, the city clerk and uh, Mr. Dan Doucette, uh, asked him a few questions, and I, I will be honest with you, I don't ever recall giving him my name. But uh, he answered my questions, and I left and didn't think too much more about it, except the next week in our local newspaper, the Bay Beacon, Mr. Doucette identified all the candidates that were going to run for city council. And lo and behold, my name was on there. All right. (laughs) So I talked to my wife and I said, well, according to Dan Doucette and all the people in (laughs) Nashville that read the Bay Beacon, I'm running for city council. What do you think? And she said, well, 
Everybody else thinks you're running, you might as well. <laughs> Be a man of your word, apparently. <laughs> so so I did. And uh, the interesting thing was, it seems to me there was like five of us running. And uh, I was told by several folks who have been residents here and lived in this area for a long time, said, you'll never win. But I said, eh, it'd be a good experience. And I, I ran. And of course, for anybody to win that election, they had to have at least 50% of the vote plus one. And uh, since there was five of us running, nobody got 50%. So they had to have a runoff, and they normally take the top two candidates in a runoff. And guess what? I was number two. <laughs> and so uh, we had a runoff, and after the runoff was, well, before the runoff happened again, I was informed by mostly the same people saying, you'll never win. So uh, we had the runoff. I went down, I voted, and that night we had a uh, meeting down here at the church. And I was here in the middle of the meeting, and I get a phone call from the Northwest Florida Daily News saying, uh, congratulations on your win. <laughs> And I literally was a little flabbergasted and said, I won. And they said, oh, they haven't called you yet? So I said, let me go. And uh, they called me shortly after that to inform me that I had won the election. Wow. And so uh, that's, how I, that's how I ended up in the city council. And um, I finished out the term of the, uh, of the council member that had passed. And then uh, I ran on my own accordance when it came up uh, for renewal. And I did and won again. And uh, during that time frame, several times I was uh, nominated and elected by the city council itself to, to serve as the mayor pro tem. And uh, the rest of the story, as most of you know, Mayor Wise passed away in January of 2020. I happened to be serving as the mayor pro tem at that time and took over as the, as the acting mayor mm. um, until we had the election, the special election. Mm -hmm. So what... What was it about politics when you said you kind of were always interested? What what interests you about it? What was the motivation there? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked it because I've always been in that realm, and it was, it was kind of ingrained into me by my dad. If you see something you don't like, then are you going to be part of the solution or are you going to be part of the problem? You need to get involved. Mm -hmm. And so from that aspect, I wasn't saying that Niceville was poorly run. As a matter of fact, that's a great place where we live. I mean, that's why you guys are living here, right? Uh, but, you know, with that interest and you see things not only at the local level, but at the state level, and then you go on up to the national levels. And, you know, I've, I've seen too many people that, that don't get involved. They want, they want to complain, but they don't want to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like that uh, if I was ever given an opportunity that, I need to be involved. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. So everyone has an idea of what goes on in politics, but what things have you really learned? Maybe what has surprised you about being, uh, you know, a civic leader, political leader? Uh, another good question. I, um, I, I say the things that I have learned uh, is that a lot of the people in the, uh, in the various levels of government really do care about what they're doing and they do want to make things better for the citizens that they represent and that was very pleasing to me mm -hmm. to learn that mm -hmm. uh, you know I've, and obviously i've had an opportunity to cross paths with quite a few people and uh, i would say that uh, most all the people that i've met really do want to do good things sometimes they're hamstring are hamstrung by you know some of the other issues that is beyond their control, and, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, that, that happens. Now, surprises, uh, I have been surprised, not in the negative sense, but in the positive sense, 
I don't think people realize the talent that we have working here in the city of Niceville. Uh, and I'm talking about our city employees. We have saved a lot of money mm. because of their skill and their expertise and being able to build and put things together or make things happen because of those skills that we didn't have to go out to other agencies and contract it out. Matter of fact, if you've ever been over and seen the Niceville Senior Center, which is a really lovely place, and Mr. Corbin uh, did a great job with that, but most of the work that was done over there was all done in-house, wow. as wow, was our impressive. fire department mm -hmm. too. Very good yeah. stuff. Wow. Yeah, I really do sense, you know, even you know, living here, I do sense in this community that the city government is for the city. You know, it, it does it does feel that way. It just as a, as a citizen of this area, it feels like, hey, I, I feel like the, the Niceville city government is is working for our good. You just kind of sense that, and I I don't think it is that way everywhere. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really thankful for that. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, being in your position, and as James said earlier, everyone has a thought of what you do, uh, and most people don't really know what you do. <laughs> how do you spend your time? Uh, but how do you handle, because everyone has different expectations of government and specifically the mayor. How do you handle, uh, personally, how do you handle criticisms that come um, from the public, uh, from people, individuals, uh, towards the city and specifically towards your office? Another great question. I, I will tell you that, first of all, I've had to learn, and this, this was part of why it was uh, my military career helped me a lot. You have to take things professionally, not personally. Oh, that's good. You know, sometimes people just need to vent, and it's not a personal attack as much as, it, you know, they have a concern that bothers them, and so you just need to be professional about it and, and let them vent and listen to what they have to say because they may have some very valid points that mm -hmm. you might be able to influence and change. Um, you know, so uh, that is, that has probably been the biggest thing and is not to take anything personally and, and just understand that, that people are people and that I don't care what you do, you're never going to please a hundred percent of the people. Mm -hmm. That's good because I think because uh, we know that <laughs> for sure, for sure. And then when you're in a, when you're in a position where you are serving and your job is is to be a servant. I mean, that's as a pastor, our job is to be a servant. As a mayor, your, your job is to be a servant to the steward of the you know to the people, and you're pouring your life into this. So it is hard when you get uh, feedback. I wouldn't even say even feedback can, can you can be like these people have no you know what I mean? to not yeah. take it per. It's not an assault on your character. I mean, right. sometimes it could be, I guess, but it's not an assault every time on your character. It's not an assault on your competency. Sometimes it's just people have, they want to be heard right. and they have, you know, and, and exactly oftentimes right. there's, there can be validity in what they're yeah. saying. That's really yes. good advice. Take it professionally, not personally. That's I do have to ask you though, why did you personally, personally, personally make the decision to put all these storage unit complexes in Every Nice single Bell? one. Why I are know. you doing that, Dan? I know you are sitting behind your desk thinking, how can I get more storage units in Niceville? Well, well because, you know, I had a lot of people say to me that, they didn't want any more gas stations. <laughs> Banks and <laughs> no. On a serious note, uh, you know, obviously we don't own those properties. <laughs> they are zoned for what they are, which is commercial. Right. And uh, obviously, those owners have done a lot of research and work. And when you think about it, we live in a military type community. Yeah. Lots of movement going on, and people need to store stuff. And there's been times in which people could not find a place to keep their stuff. And yeah. so 
like I said, they've done their research and they figure that this is going to be something that will be a good service to the community and obviously make some money for them. So that was a very good mayoral. <laughs> so I, there's debate about the need for storage units, but on a, on a serious note, what are kind of the, the pressing issues facing our city as we move forward in the next five to 10 years? Well, can I back that up and let's talk about the more immediate stuff. And obviously, you know, with COVID, we're, yeah. we're, we got to get get through this pandemic. And I think, fortunately, that we are moving on to the backside now. A lot of people have been vaccinated. Uh, I think the uh, cases, the last thing I looked at, the, the cases in Okaloosa County were on a daily basis have dropped significantly of people coming down with COVID. So we got to get through the pandemic. And then, of course, because of the pandemic and what it did to business, especially the small business community, we got to get that businesses revitalized. We got to get them going again. And so that's that's huge. Mm. As far as the five years and 10 years, obviously, safety. And mm. people say, well, safety, that's kind of, you know, what do you mean by that? Well, there's a lot of things. Think about the uh traffic accidents that sometimes happen and they sometimes involve pedestrians. So one of my goals has been to put in more sidewalks, more lighting so that people can walk more safely uh, and not get run over. You, you would be amazed that every month when I get uh, traffic uh, reports back from the police station, uh, how often you hear about a pedestrian uh, and auto accident mm -hmm. and not a good thing. So mm -hmm. safety is a big thing. And that, like I said, we, you can never downplay safety. And so we'll be looking at those type of things. And obviously uh, we want to make sure that as uh, a city that we are moving and providing the services that they should uh, get, they deserve, and we'll continue to do so. Mm. So, um, one of the things I'd like to ask too is just in leadership, a leadership question in general. You know, in your role as mayor, your role as councilman, you're chairing the council. Um, you know, people listening, you know, whether they are part of a, a, you know, in the military or a business, we're all we all work with other people. And anytime you work with anybody besides yourself, you're going to come to times, and even sometimes with yourself, there's times when you don't all you have the same goal, you have the same objective, but you don't always approach it the same. Uh, so in those moments when you're working with people that you have the same goal, but you come up, you have um, different approaches, different viewpoints. How do you lead in those moments? What are some what would you say are some leadership things that you've learned along the way, or, that, or ways that you try to lead a team uh, towards a common goal sure. when not everyone agrees? Another good question. And I think that's part of the give and take that has to take place, unfortunately. Uh, to, and, and if you look at the national level, politics and leadership has gone to the point where we're moving to extremes, opposing one another. Mm -hmm. there's, there's common ground. And so sometimes when you are looking at those type of things and you, you're trying to achieve this common goal and you don't quite have everybody on the same sheet of music because they have some different thoughts and ideas, you have to, first of all, let them express and share and take their valid points from each side. And then what you hope to do is do a little give and take. Okay, good point here. They make a good point here. There's a little bit of opposition. What what can we do to make that more palatable to you that, and still make it a good product? Mm -hmm. And so there's a little, little give and take that has to take mm -hmm. place. So specifically, I mean, you, you have a deep love for Jesus and yes. your faith informs who you are, but you represent people of all kinds of different backgrounds. Correct. How, how do you see <coughs> you living out your faith 
uh, in a square where you represent people who don't necessarily share the same values as you? Well, first of all, it's as the model of Jesus, you know, you, you lead by example and you demonstrate the love of Jesus by example. Uh, let's be honest. Not everybody is going to accept Jesus Christ uh, and not everybody's going to agree with you about Christianity. But that doesn't mean that you can't still love them and still work with them and do the things that you need to do to make, you know, to accomplish the goals at hand. Mm -hmm. And I think as people see that, you know, you are able to work with whoever and all that the bottom line is you're reflecting Jesus. And mm -hmm. that's what Jesus did. I mean, how often did he tell people whenever they would question why he was with the sinners mm -hmm. that, you know, who, who needed the doctor the most, mm -hmm. you know, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. So in our community, you know, there's there's government, there's business, there's the faith community. How um, how do you see uh, all of these you know, realms uh, of of the community working together for the good of the city? How can how can government and communities of faith and business really work together for the good? Well, those another great question. And I, I think that what everybody needs to remember is that we're all part of the same community. Mm -hmm. And as we are part of the same community, it's in everybody's best interest to support one another. So the business community is very active with the chamber mm -hmm. and, you know, they are constantly promoting, you know, business activities uh, in there. And the interesting thing is, you know, where, where all have you heard about, uh, you know, the chamber of commerce inviting also churches in to be a part of that? Right. What a great example of mm -hmm. working together. And when you look at the politics and so forth, I'll tell you what, everybody needs Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, we need that guiding principle. We need those foundations that, you know, that we, we get from uh, seeing the example of what God wanted us to be able to do. And that is to live and work together in harmony and, mm -hmm. and so forth. Uh, I think that one of the things that uh, we ought to be looking at continuously is partnerships, partnerships on how we can do things better or make things uh, more wonderful, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, like, what, is, uh, what, what does the churches do with the city? Well, I'll tell you one of the things that they do every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, and there's other holidays in which they put together meals and they take them out and they distribute them not only to those in the city that uh, are, you know, less than fortunate, mm -hmm. but they also take that stuff to, for example, the city, like the firemen, the police department, and stuff like that, just to let them know that they they matter and they appreciate what they're doing on those holidays for us. Mm -hmm. um, so again, there's lots of opportunities in which we work with one another to make things better for all. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that, you know, in you know being. The Chamber of Commerce. The times I've been there, uh, there is definitely um, there's a there's there is a cohesion. There's this the the chamber celebrating what's going on in the city and vice versa and communities of faith and and people are serving each yeah. other. I think we have generous businesses who are supporting efforts in our community. We have many churches who are doing things uh, visibly and a lot uh, behind the scenes, you know. And then you have the city who's who's helping facilitate a lot of that. I think it is it's a it's a great example and. Our desire as church leaders is to say, how can we help and and to see more of that happening? And that's really good. It, yeah, I, I would just say if churches aren't acknowledging that, church leaders aren't acknowledging that, they're not acknowledging the reality that the typical person in their church 
is there for an hour to two hours a week, but they're out in the city Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the rest of the week. And so, you know, we're just kind of, we need to recognize that. And that's why we need to have a vision as, as church leadership to say, how do we partner with our community? Because our people are in the community, you know, uh, in all kinds of places. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. No, I, I, I agree with you. And again, we should be continuously looking for opportunities to support one another. And I know that uh, the city is very approachable. They have been very helpful on a number of things. Obviously, uh, I've seen as a member of, of uh, the uh, the church here, and of course, you know, whenever you look at some of the things that the city has helped this church accomplish, been tremendous, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So, so if we have a member of our church or maybe, you know, someone listening is a member of another church in this town or another town and they're thinking, you know, I, I really want to do more. I feel like I want to be involved in, in leadership in my city or my community. What would kind of be the advice you would give them? Well, first of all, I'd tell Buckle them. Up. <laughs> I would t- that, that's a good point. too. But, but I would tell them, first of all, if you want to be involved, get involved. Um, you know, the I won't say the more you do is better, but I think what you do that fits what you are gifted to do, that's where you need to be involved. And, uh, you know, do it earnestly, do it well. Mm. Go hard. That's, that's what right. I hear you saying. Just do it. Yeah, be involved. I think that's, that's a great word. Well, anything else you want to say uh, to the residents of our community, uh, go for it. Well, thank you for that opportunity. Again, I uh, I know that uh, the folks out there appreciate a lot of the stuff that the city provides. Um, you know, where else can you put your uh, garbage and waste, yard waste, right out the curb and, and have the city come by and pick it up? You hey, know? that's true. You know, you got a refrigerator that's no longer usable. They set it out there. Of course, now I want to remind everybody they, they strap it up because we don't want anybody getting in there and getting suffocated. But, yeah. you know, they'll come by and pick it up. Um, but you know, besides that aspect, I just want you all to know that uh, myself, the city manager, uh, public works director, our police chief, our fire chief, and all the other department heads are very approachable, and we are all ears for those great ideas to make things better. Mm. And I would encourage you to keep those coming, and uh, we'll work hard to make the city a place that everybody's happy to be. And yes, it is a nice place to live. (laughs) It is a nice place to live. That is for sure. Well, Dan, uh, we just want to say thank you so much for taking your time to share with uh, with everyone uh, just your heart uh, for the city. And we're thankful to have uh, a leader. You know, you you followed, as you you mentioned earlier, uh, Mayor Wise and his leadership uh, for just a little under 50 years. Yeah. So an incredible uh, tenure and a servant of our city. And so uh, we're thankful that you are in this role now and have the influence that you have because um, because we know you as a man of integrity and character, and we're thankful for that. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I just, you know, not everybody knows this, is listening to this, but uh, Dan actually was on the search team uh, that called me, you know, uh, found me, whatever, as pastor. <laughs> and um, Dan, uh, for, I mean, I've been here three and a half years. Uh, unless he's out of town or sick, it meets me every Sunday morning and prays uh, with me uh, before I go and I preach and uh, has been a great friend and a uh, great advisor. And uh, man, I'm just so thankful for you. Well, thank you. And um, uh, just thankful for your family and uh, thankful for what you mean to this church. And, and I'm thankful that God's given you an opportunity to love and lead people in this community. 
And uh, truly, uh, we need more people like you, Dan. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for letting me come on and share with everybody today and look forward to uh, seeing uh, what happens in the future here of Niceville. Yes, that's great. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as always, as Dan said, hey, reach out to the city. You can uh, reach him, go to the website, the city's website. You can find all the contact information. Dan's cell phone number is. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we are so thankful uh, you've tuned in. Hey, join us next week. Uh, we will have uh, one of our county commissioners joining us, Mel yeah. Ponder, to share some insight of his experience uh, in, in our community, in uh, our county level and the state level as a representative that he's uh, had these opportunities uh, and we're excited for what he will share so you don't want to miss that uh, and also as we sign off today just reminding you to hit the subscribe button and also uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify take a moment and leave us a great review uh, the more uh, people reviews we have the more visible it becomes and that just helps us reach more people and that two star continues to be less exactly that one person who got mad because we said something you said something <laughs> yeah, just probably me just probably me <laughs> well thanks so much uh, for joining us we hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.